whether or not you've got eggs. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to this 77th episode of Cult of Personality. Today we're talking Heather's 1989 black comedy teen film. With me today is Matt. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, you know, I'm, I kind of feel like a midday snack left out in the sun. Spoiled? Um, getting there. Getting there. <laughs> For sure. Fair enough. Matt, what do you think of this movie? <laughs> oh, we're getting right into it? No pre-bag talk? Well, I got a pre-bag talk. Uh, episode's late again. Sorry about that. We we uh, we say Saturday is going to be a recording day, and then we seemingly always go out on Saturday night. Okay. So then... What? You, you know, these you guys can't blame us, okay? Um, now, you may think, why don't we just move the day away from Saturday? Um, but it, it just doesn't work like that, okay? This is going to work for us. Um, it feels the best, and that's it. Well, yeah. So, you know, we go out Saturday, and then for some reason Sunday, we don't have the energy to record anymore. So then it gets pushed to Monday, and here we are. Uploading on, uh, well, this is probably going to be coming out Tuesday, so sorry about that. You know, it just became legal to hang out friends again, so we kind of had to... Do it. You gotta. You gotta do it. You gotta go out and and cut loose, foot loose, and that's what we did. Matt stayed up till, what, 6 a.m.? Yeah, you know, and me, you know, Luke... And I and a couple of friends, we, you know, we stayed up all night uh, acting as good Samaritans, you know, cleaning up the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we worked really hard. Uh, I was up till 6 a.m. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. It's always a good time when you're with a good, wholesome company. How many beers did you guys finish in the end? How many beers? Yeah, um, roughly. Uh, okay, give me a second here. Stall. Let me do some calculations quick. <laughs> I'm stalling at the beginning of the show. Like 40. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, my Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes, you, you know, you just got You woke up drunk? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we can't confirm... You know, I was, it it was a long night. Let's say that it was a long night and an even longer morning. Um, (laughs) But we hustled back and now we're here. Man, yeah, I, uh, I, I tapped away five hours too early. You know, that's, that's when the generous spirit really comes out and we do our best work. What did you do? Just van it? Um, yeah, we were just vanning it. Hmm. Listening to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> she, yeah. You like Led Zeppelin? <laughs> um, warming up. You know, we what was that one song that we listened to um, that night? You shook me. You shook me. Yeah. Off good Zeppelin good, one. 
good track you know i won't lie just heavy ass blues it was really good i could rave about led zeppelin all day like i you know everyone everyone needs to go through this phase where you go through all the boomer rock bands okay and you find out (laughs) which ones are worth their salt and which ones aren't and i promise you if you know you know which ones to really pick here you're just gonna find a lot of great music unless you don't like rock you listen to the full discography yet? Of Led Zeppelin? Mm-hmm. I've listened all the way up into their album Presence. I think they have two more albums after that. Um, I can't remember their names. The last one's called Coda. It's just like a collection. But I've gone through, I guess, what's considered their prime. I mean, they only lasted 10 years, or 11 technically. And then Bonham uh, drank 40 shots of vodka in one night and then he choked on his vomit classic and then they said well i guess we'll end the band now uh so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's pretty classic classic bonham Jimi hendrix reference that dude that was such a clever homage to (laughs) Jimi hendrix wow that was really good stuff i mean that's just that's just the kind of artist you know zeppelin they go beyond music there it's performance art do you have a favorite album? Um, of theirs? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Zeppelin 2. Okay. Uh, Zeppelin 4 is the one that everyone knows and has sold the best. It's pretty good. Actually, it's second best, I would say. What's the cover for that one? For Zeppelin 4, which technically the I... <laughs> Stay tuned, guys, for the Led Zeppelin show here. Um... <laughs> Zeppelin 4 is technically an untitled album, and then the cover art is just this guy carrying straws on his back. It's a painting of that hung on, like, a dilapidated wall, uh, and that's the cover. It's kind of weird. I can't say I've ever seen that. You definitely have. Look it up now. Zeppelin 4? Look up Zeppelin 4. Tell me you haven't seen that cover. I'll give you five bucks. Yeah, I've never seen that. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, it's one of the best-selling albums of all time. That is, like, that's shocking. Have I not seen that on Instagram or, like, Mew or... Yeah, I don't those, recognize that at those, all. Those 4 channers don't know nothing about music if they don't listen <laughs> to good old Zap. Listen all to right. that Carol right, Carol Benito crap. That's your homework. Go listen to at least the first four Zep albums. <laughs> Zep? Yeah, Big Zep. <laughs> that's a, all right, that's a, I'll do that. That's a homework for all of the listeners. Yes, even you, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if that's her speed, but maybe. Well, she's going to try. Yeah, we'll see. Because I threw her a bone. Um. Well... We're on the topic of Caitlyn. She suggested this movie, so let's talk. Let's get to it. Let's get on with it. Okay. Heather's. Matt, what do you think about it? It's pretty good. Yeah? Um. <sighs> yeah. I thought this movie was going to be a bit different. I, I thought it was going to be more of a horror movie with the, the premise that I heard I thought it was going to be it didn't 
it wasn't really. I don't. There was nothing horror about it, um, other than a couple horrifying performances, and yeah, I um, it was it's it's pretty good. It's really funny. Um, totally, it reminded me a lot of Twenty One Jump Street. I mm. I don't know why, but I guess high school setting and they're kind of satirizing the whole high school aspect. Um, yeah, reminded me of that. Uh, lots of good jokes in this movie. Most of them, if not all of them, landed. Um, yeah, I uh, I recommend it for sure. But what's uh, what's the plot of the movie, Matt? Okay, quick rundown of the plot. Um, mm-hmm. So there's this girl named Veronica, and she's in with this clique called the Heathers. It's just three young socialites named Heather at an Ohio high school. And one day, this cool slacker guy comes by with a motorbike and a cigarette on his lip. And he says, hey, Veronica, we should, like, haha, kill them. <laughs> and Veronica says, uh, okay. So they do a bunch of that and stage them as suicides. Um, and, uh, you know, wacky hijinks ensue. Yeah. Uh, Veronica played by Winona Ryder. And I was watching this movie, and I started thinking to myself, man, she can't act uh, very well. I think her aesthetic was her main selling point, maybe, and Mm -hmm. still is. Um, Kind of that goth look. Um, Beetlejuice, I looked on her IMDb, Beetlejuice was her third film. This was her fifth. I'm guessing those two really uh, sparked her career. Glenn Shaddix, uh, who played Otho in Beetlejuice, is also in this movie. He uh, plays just a little role. He's the priest for the various funerals they held for the suicides. Um, but yeah, Winona Ryder wanted this to be in this movie so bad, she said that she had work for free. I almost wish that they got someone else, because, like I said, she's kind of weak in the movie. Uh, I don't know if you agree or not. Okay, you know what? This is what I'll say, is that... Um... Yeah, she's not exactly a, a prodigy, okay? Um, the thing with her is that her performance isn't spectacular, but I think she's charismatic enough, or maybe she just has, as you said, the sort of aesthetic. Maybe something about that is alluring, but it, it, even though she's not a technically great actor, I think it's fi- I think she's fine to lead the movie with. And she sort of fits the kind of tone the movie is going for which is you know extremely sarcastic and and bleak so yeah. i want to know what the, the other crappy performances uh you thought there were the other one um is christian slater so the two <laughs> stars I, I think are kind of weak um not a good sign but trust me i do like the movie uh christian slater plays jd like matt said he's the little edge edgy e-boy that comes into town comes into school um, and he starts causing a ruckus. He was in... I looked at his IMDb page. He has, like, over 100 credits, acting credits. Yeah, he was in a show called All My Children before he was in Heather's. And I... It finally clicked that All of My Circuits is the is parroting All My Children. That's just a, a quick side note. But uh, I also read that he based his performance on Jack Nicholson. And while I was watching the movie, I thought to myself, man, it seems like he's trying to do a really bad impression of the Joker. 
because the whole movie he's kind of talking like this um and he has a little squinty look that he's doing the whole movie it's it it got annoying real fast i don't know if it was supposed to be funny like how bad it was but it uh yeah he was just doing a terrible jack nicholson impression instead of a bad uh joker impression i guess Okay, well, you know, this is the part of the show where we try to find, we try to justify, or at least I do, bad performances um, mm-hmm. with tone. Do you think maybe it's just because they're supposed to be playing kind of one-dimensional high school type characters? Is that why they act like that? Or do you think it's just, you know, these guys are really missing here? I could see that. Um, I, I could see that. Um, if someone said, yeah, that's what we were going for, I would I would buy it. But it's still, it <laughs> still, I guess maybe they shouldn't have gone that route if that's what they were doing because it's still annoying the crap out of me by the end of the movie. He's kind of, it's, it's, I found it kind of comedic. Like, mm. just the way he's always has a smirk and, you know, he just nonchalantly murders people. The other thing I think that's good is that, and this doesn't really pertain to his performance, but. Uh, the sort of repartee he has with his dad in the movie is kind yeah of, it's kind of funny they just i wish it was explained <laughs> i i think the explanation is that they're they're both crazy <laughs> because jd he just you know he's like hey let's kill some people they do um first they kill heather chandler who's like the leader of the heathers um what happens is that veronica's like hey let's go make her puke because i puked and he's like okay haha what if we gave her a drano to drink and she's like no it's not a good idea and then she gets milk and orange juice which is you know if you can't if you can't choke down milk and orange juice you need help and yes i'm calling out all the non-milk drinkers in the cop audience oh you drink milk ew ew ouch ouch my bones ouch osteoporosis ow 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 that's you Okay, drink up your milk, and maybe you would have been taller. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, then and they stand both... stand up straight. And stand up straight, damn it. You, didn't your mom tell you to stop slouching? <laughs> okay. They go into the room with her, and then they give her... And they're both holding a cup. And the thing in this movie is that veronica kills people in this movie with him but she's always the more reluctant one okay but then this Mm -hmm. but then this first kill is like oh my god i killed her but she totally had to know that he was gonna give her that cup right that's the thing is like in both kills um she's oh she's very stupid um Almost to a point where it's immersion breaking. The second kill, uh, especially. Yeah, well, like even the second kill, it's like, and they even mentioned he JD mentions later on. He's like, "Did you really not know, or did you just lie to yourself because you wanted to do it?" When they're talking mm-hmm. about the killings, okay. So there's your answer there, I suppose. But it's like that's a small problem, I guess, that I kind of have with the movie, or at least it's emblematic of it, which is that. You know, there's like this touch of insincerity to it that d- completes it from being like a truly great movie for me. You know what I mean? Uh, no, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, here's the 
good part about this movie, okay? And I think this is the easily the strongest point is the script of this movie. It's very mm-hmm. sharp. Um the dialogue especially, it's it's snappy, it's subversive. It's just outright strange sometimes. There's a, a lot of running gags. It's it's just sardonic almost to a fault, but I'll say that I, it's interesting watching a movie that feels like it's sneering at you. But one thing about it is that you know it's this big farce, but you know we've talked about this in terms of doing like how to best parody or satirize something, and the best thing to do was to do that and then also have like a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the plot of this is really noteworthy. Um, even the pacing on it's not great, and I think you could cut a lot of minutes off. Probably like a good fifteen. Uh, the jokes in between and the character interactions are the highlight for me but then that can't really carry the same movie for me especially because even though this movie has a, a good script with very dialogue you almost are anticipating every joke and you're almost know like exactly what kind of humor you're gonna get which is and it's weird to say but you know you're getting left field humor that you don't expect um, and sometimes it wears a little thin, but I overall thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I think, I think a lot of the jokes just there is some pretty dark jokes in this movie. There's like a, a good mixture of lighthearted, but the dark jokes in this are super super dark. Um, <laughs> like there's this one scene where Veronica. Um, goes on a double date with Heather and then JD shows up and Veronica walks up to JD and then just casually in the background not in focus Heather's just getting date raped in the middle of the field and Heather's just like yeah she wanted me to come along as her plus one and like nobody seems to care like all of the guys in this movie are portrayed so horribly they're all just rapists like this guy says like uh, Veronica's like, I don't want to have sex with you. Like, um, I'm really good. And he's like, save the speeches for Malcolm X, okay? I just want to get laid here. Um, all of the teachers are incompetent. There's just teen suicides going on, and they're having boardroom meetings about how to how to stop it, and nobody gives anything of any value. Um, the cops, we see a couple of cops. One is a pervert, and the other... He he also did uh, he did he did something else uh, like there's there's one cop and he's like oh what what happened and he picks up the the vitamin water from the two guys because what uh, Veronica and J D do they um they shoot both of them put the guns in their hands and then they write that they were gay lovers and they have a, had a vitamin water because only gay guys where they're from don't drink beer so the cop picks up uh, the vitamin water and he says does this tell you anything does this answer your question he's like oh my god then later um he finds jd and veronica kissing naked in the car and he's like yeah there's just some teenagers over here kissing and the guy's like are they naked so like everyone in this movie just sucks they're just the worst they're unhelpful veronica's parents are scared that um, she's going to commit suicide, so they just lecture her about it <laughs> and, you know, don't actually talk to her. And Veronica just walks away, and then they keep lecturing to where she was. Just every, 
All the jokes are so dark. But you said the plot was weak, and I'm going to ask you, well, what, what do you think the plot is, and what's weak about it? Well, you know, I, the sequence of events, like, to have... And, and this is the thing, is that, like, characters in this movie don't act maybe like realistically per se all, all but that's inherently that's not a, a gripe or a worthy gripe about a movie okay but the thing is like everything is so almost cartoonish in quality that there isn't much of a plot or story to get invested to like the characters are you know they're they're funny but they're they're largely like not very fleshed out i don't know um this what whole... do you think you should be getting invested in well, something, you know. That was the thing, is that when the climax of this movie was happening, I was thinking my t- to myself, you know, I kind of want to just see what happens. I I didn't I, I didn't really care whether or not he blew up the school or not, honestly, because to me, those the characters or the extras in those movies weren't real characters. They were just, you know, kids to be blown up if the plot wants it to be. I don't know. It's almost this detached quality of the film that really prevents me from really getting in there and loving it. Um, I don't I think, know. I don't think you were supposed to be, like, invested in that scene. No, I know. I, I don't necessarily th- think you are either, but that, that just sort of represents a problem I have with the film. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's really, like, my only gripe with it. And, I mean, that's honestly small in the, themes th- uh, in the grand scheme of things, because technically it's a pretty good movie. I think it's well shot. Um, like I said, the script is very sharp. Um, and honestly, performance-wise, while well, you're right, it's not, like, perfect, um, there's enough, like, sort of offbeat character moments, um, or jokes that sort of sit well with me, so I enjoyed it. There's one moment in particular where I was like, okay, this is definitely a, a parody movie. I didn't look at the, at what genre the movie was before, um, before watching it, I just went into it thinking it was a horror movie and being surprised otherwise. But <laughs> Veronica's talking with her parents about whatever. They're just talking. And then the dad says, Someone tell me why I read these detective novels. Like, I always know how they end. And she says, Veronica says, Because you're an idiot. And then he goes, Oh, yeah. And then the mom just, like, almost in Lynchian fashion, just says, You too. Uh, and then they do the exact same thing again with just the weirdest angles on them. It's so bizarre, but I, I love that joke. Yeah, um, it's just this... The movie's got... When the humor hits, it hits. And one of the nice things about this movie is that it came out in 89. I think a lot of people see it as like this meant to be the antithesis of the John Hughes film. Um, if those what films... Did he do? He did, like, uh, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, mm. uh, Ferris Bueller, you know, those mm-hmm. feel-good teen comedies yeah. where, you know, everybody is cool at the end and we're all going to college. <laughs> um, this one is, is kind of the antithesis. Those movies are, like, all heart. This one is all brain. It's just trying to make you laugh, and it's a very clever film. Um, I like that it really is just this really unflinching or, or maybe, honestly, just honest... It honestly feels more akin to what you actual high school is like 
than John Hughes films to a degree because there is no <laughs> ride off into the sunset like that. Like just the way the characters talk and are kind of vicious to each other. Uh, and and there is really no like redeemable character in this movie really like they're all they all kind of suck um that is a very compelling aspect of the film for me especially given that it came out like around that time it's like torching the whole idea that if you're making a movie for teens they just want to see people like them do well yeah yeah Yeah. pretty much but uh it's solid. There's a character in this movie. Um, I forget what her name is, but she's just this very large girl, and she kind of plays the same role that the little dweeby guy in Saturday Night Fever did. Where <laughs> it's it's a character where stuff's kind of just happening to them in the background, but they don't. You don't see any character progression. You just see the things happening, and you can kind of fill in the pieces by yourself of what's going on you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah um and this larger girl gets bullied at the beginning of uh the movie by veronica and the heathers because heather one says like write a you know write a fake note to her saying this guy wants to be with her in 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 uh in his handwriting because one of veronica's skills or maybe her only skill is that she can copy people's handwriting very well that's how she makes little suicide notes so she does, and the large girl goes over, gives a note to the to the guy saying, "Yeah, I want to be with you, probably." And then the guys just laugh at her. You see throughout the movie, she's just getting more and more depressed. And then halfway through the movie, around halfway, she actually does try to to kill herself amidst all of like the teachers in school, like, "Oh my gosh, how do we help out the students? What should we do?" Um, and then they just let a real one actually happen because they're they're not doing anything at all. The girl survives, and then at the end, Veronica befriends her once she goes through her character arc. But yeah, p- same um, same ideas. Saturday Saturday Night Fever character where you can kind of just see see where it's going. Yeah, uh, it was. I think it was Martha Dump Truck. They call her. Cause yeah, because she's, she's fat yeah uh, yeah that was that was a good character and it's actually nice that the at the end of the film it's just a shot of her and veronica even though they don't really have much relation um it, it's, it's still nice because they're like the two kind of i guess they're like the two people you sort of cheer for for the, in the movie mm-hmm. um but i almost wish there was more side characters like that um like the teachers <laughs> you see them in these pta meetings um, and there's just, like, the principal who's just really grumpy. There's, like, this one hippie lady mm-hmm. who, who, after another... Who killed... Who's, who did she throw that little kumbaya thing for? One... Like, maybe it was the two For the two guys. football guys. The two football guys kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's, like... She gets everybody in the cafeteria to just hold hands and look happy while the <laughs> news cameras come by. And then they just put that on TV. That kind of stuff was funny. Uh, it's, like actual do nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's funny because it's it just kind of making fun of like... And they do that a lot in this movie. Is I think they make fun of the idea or how maybe society at the time or media or PTA groups were handling teen suicide and depression. 
Yeah. I think that's a big theme of this. Um, they just mm -hmm. made a big farce of it. And the thing is, they they kind of spell it out in the movie. At one point, um, you know, oh, what's his name? Oh, JD. JD is like, you know, we're killing these people and they're getting more love and respect than they ever did when they were alive. Uh, it's just fashionable now, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and he, there's this great song that they only play a few seconds of um, called Teenage Suicide in brackets, Don't Do It <laughs> by Big Fun. And they play a few seconds of it, and it's just like, teen suicide, don't kill yourself. It's just like a stupid pop rock tune that presumably, you know, it sounds like something that Dare would have put out in the 80s. It's a parody of a Queen song. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Which one? Um, Like, don't commit suicide or some shit. Um, really? It is Queen, don't try suicide. Thanks, Queen. <laughs> when did that one come out? 1980. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, the parenting uh, queen tune there. I thought that <laughs> stuff was kind of funny because, to me, it, it was just the screenwriter saying, you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing and you don't even know why <laughs> kids are killing themselves. Um, so that was actually pretty poignant commentary, even though, like, I mean, you could honestly apply that, you know, to now, I suppose. But I'm assuming that there was something or some sort of rise, um, maybe in the '80s, that was worth touching on in this film because it feels like oh, a probably it feels like a predominant theme. It's like if there's a quote-unquote message of this movie besides you know high school sucks, and life kind of sucks. Um, it's that. Yeah, I totally agree, and that's what that's um, what I think Veronica's final arc is in the movie, after. JD blows himself up, which I have to say, I hate that fake-out ending, but I'll get to that. Um, that's the end of her arc. She she is like, okay, I'm actually going to do something. She goes to uh, the new Heather and takes off her bow and is like, there's a new sheriff in town. She has real confidence. And then she goes to um, Mrs. Dump Truck and says, you want to hang out and watch uh, movies? I'll pop some popcorn. And she's just doing the, the real thing, just befriending her and, um, doing it genuinely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, okay, what do you not like about, uh, his fake out ending? Okay. It's, uh, so JD has this plan. I'm just going to blow up the whole school. He gets sticks of dynamite somehow, maybe from the Seven Eleven, and they he s sets them all up in the in the school under the bleachers, all the places that a normal high school doesn't have, like a boiler room. Um, goes to the boiler room, sets up some dynamite. Veronica finds him there, final confrontation, and she ends it by. After they have their good guy and bad guy speeches, she shoots them. And there you go. She she now has the confidence to take actually take a life in a meaningful way. Um, because before she was just... I don't know. She was just... She, she, she was going along with murder in a really dumb way. Um, but now she's like, you know what? F fuck you. I'm over this love. Yada yada. And kills him. Alright. Perfect. Good. Then she exits the school to have a smoke, 
And then he somehow is alive uh, in diehard fashion. He comes out and he's like, oh, you really fucked me up there. (laughs) And then he just kills himself. And I was reading online that some people theorize that JD is like an alter ego inside of her. Because it makes next to no sense why he would just kill himself. Okay, see, this is what I mean. Like, to a great degree. It's like this idea that they're characters, okay? And then they just do... When they just don't do things logically like that, then yeah. you're like, what even is this character? <laughs> this is just a guy. Like, I have, a, I have a problem with that ending, too. Like, he just like, haha, you won. <laughs> like, he shoots her... She shoots him, like, four times in the chest, okay? Yeah. And then he gets up. Okay, whatever. It's just a movie. Like, you know, it's a comedy movie, too. I'm not going to get hung up on stupid logistics. Then he's just like, you got me. Um, And then he's just like, okay, I'm going to stand over here and blow myself up. Why? How does that fit his <laughs> MO at all? He was literally willing to kill her the day before. Yeah. Why does he just give up? And then she just... And then he blows up in front of her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what I mean, you know? That's what I mean when I say, like, the movie is, like, a little detached like that. When the characters are inconsistent or just, you know, they they start to feel like vehicles for delivering lines. That's what I mean. Yeah, it happens a few times. I'll agree. Um, but, yeah. It's silly. There are a few... Um, I don't know what you want to call them. Dream sequences in this movie. I wish they were almost more because they were all pretty neat there's a short one at the beginning where um the heathers are playing croquet and they all have matching they all have monochromatic uniforms red green and yellow something like that and they all have matching croquet hammers with the same colors and same with the balls too and then they are um, playing croquet and then they just hit veronica in the head because she's like buried neck deep in the mud and then she's just like reading off her diary entry that was kind of neat and then there's another one at someone's funeral and everyone there is like wearing white and wearing 3d glasses (laughs) that is another odd one i like that too but the the croquet one i started watching an episode or the first episode of scream queens it's a show uh which is basically parroting this movie um they're in college and they're in a sorority house and the main girls they're all called um chanel yes i think it's chanel um and in that at the end of the episode they bury all the girls to haze them neck deep in the mud uh in the in the front lawn and i looked up the writer or the director of this movie michael lemon something like that he directed an episode of Scream Queens as well as three episodes of American Horror Story. So hmm. it all comes full circle. There you go. You know, yeah. I can see this is an easy cult pick. Yeah. Um, and I can see why. And I can also agree that, you know, even from just a being a decent movie perspective, it's pretty influential uh, in hindsight. Um it feels like kind of the start of like the progressive teen comedy when you move away Mm -hmm. from from the more genuine john hughes stuff to stuff that i think is a little bit better than this um 
but kind of follows the same mold. In particular, two films which are big, which is Clueless and Mean Girls, definitely following oh, yeah. the same tradition. Um, it's for sure. Uh, those movies, I don't think they would exist without this movie because I, I think this is the one of the first of its kind. Yeah, I can't think of another movie like this that came out before it. I mean, there are, I mean, there's like Days and Confused or American Graffiti, but they're not they're not dark like this is. Th- yeah. Those are more real, I guess you could you could consider Mean Girls, Heather's. You can consider consider that real, but some may call that pessimistic. Hmm. Well, you know what the thing is like, the thing with Days and Confused and. Um, American Graffiti. Those those are great films as well, but those are almost like, well, th- they don't really have like a traditional narrative with like a protagonist. Like mm-hmm. I, that's like the big distinguishing feature for me is that they have stories, of course, and there's many different plot lines weaving through. But it's an ensemble piece. They're looking at a group of people, and their stories are playing off of each other, and it's yeah. just it's, it's, to give a you know a sort of holistic feel of that kind of generation so you know what it was all like rather than just one type of person as movie explorers clicks of course that's the whole gist of the film um but you just follow veronica and her friends yeah it like it just i wish i don't know it could it could have explored more clicks like it just explores like the one sort of click they they show others like the nerds and the hippies and stuff like that but they don't they don't really do anything with it other than just use them as props mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but um you know honestly this is one of those films where i liked it more than you guys think i did um but it this is a, i think this is a, a quite good film it's just there's just one thing really holding it back for me from being amazing. How okay. much did you like it in a numerical value? This is where it's tough, okay? And, I, you know, I'll be honest with you guys, okay? I'll get naked here. <laughs> I'm wavering between... It's right on the precipice, the cusp, of the fine line that divides the three out of five bag film from the four out of five bag film. Okay. Half bag. I, I, look, I made one half bag exception. Do you remember which film? Yes. Um, sometimes I think about that half bag, and I regret it. Okay, not because it's an inconsistency in my perfect, you know, catalog of ratings. But because I would probably give Saturday Night Fever four out of five bags. Today. You gave another half bag. Which one? Um, one moment. Uh, Mommy Dearest, one and a half bags. What? Why would I Mm -hmm. do that? Can yeah, we, can that's, I that's what that? I was thinking of. Can I rescind that right now? No. Why? I'm sorry. Why sorry. would I give that 1.5 bags? <laughs> okay, I know why I gave it 1.5 bags. It's because, as I mentioned, maybe like last week or the week before, 
one out of five bags is for movies I actively despise. Okay? Yeah. These are like terrible films. I There's no reason for me to ever watch this again. Now, in hindsight, do I want to watch Mommy Dearest again? No. But if somebody said, we're going to watch this, I knew there, I know where there would be things to look forward to. But two out of five is honestly too high because that movie really sucks bad. So, okay. Maybe I should just make it... Okay, you do your bags first. I need time you to You gave decide. Barbarella two bags? That's low. Dude, that movie's not good. I'll always say it. That movie's not good. It's not two out of five low. It's not... It's That's more appropriate than three out of five. That's such a forgettable film. <laughs> I haven't forgotten that. You know what? I have to go back and see what I gave that movie because it may have been too low because I think about that movie often. I won't lie. The, it, it it has like just visually distinctive stuff yeah pygar is memorable yeah the <laughs> black, the pl- the black queen and the way she talks is is memorable but like the movie kind of sucks um god barbarella's a character sucks uh it's so cheesy the dialogue is weak look it's one of those movies where it's cool and the aesthetic is cool, and the poster is really cool, and the premise is cool. But then you watch the movie, and don't don't even tell me you weren't disappointed by that film. <laughs> I was disappointed. Me. You're disappointed. So there you go. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Three bags for Super Mario Bros. Oh Lord. Okay, that movie, that hits different, man. That movie hits. Special edition director's cut coming out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cough fans, I need your help because Lucas won't review this. But if we pull together and we insist that the Super Mario Extended Special Director's Cut released some 28 years after release is worth reviewing, you need to speak up now. You need to tag the cop Instagram on your post, hashtag review Super Mario Bros. movie again. And I want you to comment on the cop Instagram. Yes, Caitlin, even you. And if that shithead says promote blah 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 records, I'm, I'm gonna someone's gonna have to protect him. That's all I'm gonna say. It's almost tempting to join with him, so I can say, yeah, I'm on cop. You know, we're a division of, uh, you know, what are, what's this company called? Aliens. I'm gonna find out right now. Hold on. No, don't say their name. They can, they know what we're talking about because they, they our Instagram is public. Well, just. I I don't don't say their name. <laughs> Whatever, like this company. I don't know what they're called. Galaxy Records. Shithead Records. Hey, he said it, not me. It, it'd be cool to be like, hey, yeah, we're part of X Records, because uh, that's we could be no. a label, bro. No, nope. They so we're, so we're doing it. Nope. Bags for this movie. Yeah, I'm thinking eight out of ten. You know. It's it's a good movie. I'll watch it again. I recommend it. Uh, anyone who I know that likes dark humor, I'm sure I'll recommend this movie to them. Um, maybe most of the guys I know will have to get over the hurdle of it being... Maybe the thing is a chick flick. Uh, but I'll recommend what do you, what this do you movie. you think I am, gay? I don't watch girl <laughs> movies. I love my dead gay son. That's, I, that's one thing. That was the only thing from this I knew beforehand. Oh really? 
yeah like i'd seen i'd seen i love or i heard the clip of i love my dead gay son <laughs> that's a good line before that's all i'd seen from the movie yeah no that uh i love that line i also like when jd in his jack nicholson joke impression says the school is a society that uh that one made me lose my shit it's like uh when i was listening to uh all along the watchtower the Jimi hendrix cover where he says the words among us and uh, dude i hated that i listened to that song the other day and i when he said among us i went <laughs> dude like the inter- if that's not proof that the internet does irreparable damage to your brain then i don't know what is guys you just get out while you still can <laughs> Oh, I can't listen to this song anymore now. I have to listen to like the first minute and a half. Listen to listen to the Bob Dylan version, maybe. (laughs) Does he censor Among Us? Um, I don't know. He says the N word, so probably not. (laughs) He didn't say in that song. Oh, different song, my bad. Yeah. And I'll give him the N word pass. He get Bob Dylan. I'll take it. I'll revoke it. No, Bob Dylan gets the N-word pass because he made, like, one of the great civil rights a- anthems of all time. God. Uh, Blowing in the Wind, that's a good one to listen. Everybody go listen to the Zepp discography, but first listen to Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan. It's just a simple guitar song. But and great. I also... Yeah. Yeah. It's I great. also... <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I also said uh, that we would give bags to the people who um, recommend us movies. This this person who recommended this movie is such, you know, such an inspiration. Um, such an invaluable part of my life. Someone I, I look forward to talking to, you know. Great. Heck of a, heck of a gal easily nine out of ten bags for this person easily and not a bag less or more um wow that was great uh that's solid stuff you know i agree um you know what she lacks in height uh, (laughs) she makes up before in personality for sure uh a tour de force here and it's easily the best thing that kinzila's ever put out so, four out of five bags for me. Nice, good. And for the and for the movie, um, I need a little more time. I'll tell you after post bag. Okay, so next week we're gonna do Eating Raul, the nineteen eighty two film, Criterion release. Um, this how I found this movie. If you're wondering, I went to Google. And I typed in random number generator, and then I put 1 to 400, hit generate, and then I went to IMDb and found this movie. So, yeah, that's a movie we're doing next week. So you just it's, did the wheel again, without my permission. It's it's not like the wheel. But where'd you, what was the list you got then? Where'd huh? you get it? Where'd you get that list you had before for the wheel? I... On the internet, it doesn't matter. And no, but where on the internet? Because you're just basically saying you did the wheel again to pick the movie. And you know what? Guess what? Nobody's heard of eating Raul. Nobody's <laughs> heard of anybody in this movie. Okay? The poster sucks. Who is going to get excited for this next episode? Tell me who. 
Criterion fans. It's a Criterion release. Criterion fans. Eating Raul, 1982. Get excited. I'm. I'll try my the best. The posters is sweet. Um, the absurd blands. Paul Bartel, Mary Warrenov, Lurus. Think Singer's of the cult to... films we haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, the ones that'll draw people in. Like yeah, Eating Raul. The ones that'll get people to watch, and we're doing Eating Raul. Mm-hmm. And guess guess what, folks? We never heard of this movie. We just picked it. Oh, it's on Criterion. We're going to watch this movie, and it's going to be two out of five bags. It's on Amos Films. On what? Amos Films. What does that mean? It's Criterion's label, Amos Films. Amos Films? Yeah, huge Amos Films. Wow, that's uh, that's a ring endorsement here for this film, eh? (laughs) Listen, man, okay? I'm not... I'm not saying, you know, don't pick whatever movie you want, but just actually pick them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, look, we'll we'll talk about it after the show, okay? Sure. Sure. We'll see how that goes. How many bags for uh the movie? Um God, you put me in a sour mood. I'm gonna give it three out of five bags. <laughs> Sorry, man. You're you're really not sorry Because you keep doing it You want to do three and a half? No I don't I don't actually And I revoke Mm. my halves (laughs) And I give Mommy Dearest I give it a one Fuck that movie It's a piss movie Remember who recommended that movie? Let me finish Let me finish (laughs) And I'm doing Saturday Night Fever is four bags It's a great movie And it's a classic Okay (laughs) Four bags for that one? Four bags, yeah. Mm, I'm going to just keep it at three and a half on my list here. Um, that's your prerogative, man. <laughs> Do you remember who recommended Bombi Dearest? Uh, yeah, actually. It was, uh... It was, uh, Caitlin. That's why I only gave her four out of five bags. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was her brother's name? The dude strapped to the bed. I don't know, but I hope he's doing all right these days. <laughs> the one who disappeared for the entire movie and then showed up at the end. At the funeral. <laughs> With the wife. Hello, this is my wife. Oh, wow, you developed. Imagine you getting. Imagine you living this horrible life story where your mom was this famous <laughs> award-winning actress and you get abused. And, you know, the silver lining is at least people will hear your story. And it's a huge dump on everything you've ever endured. Uh, I wonder if she was pissed at them about that. Just make some mockery of it, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, God... It's like if we made, like, this, this, you know, this house sitcom out of Anne Frank and her family living <laughs> in the attic. Like, holy shit. Can we afford that? Or if we made, bit? like, a comic book where you, it shows what a future could look like. Hey, uh, yeah, that'd be so silly and stupid. <laughs> that'd be so bad. <laughs> where she's, like, a girl boss. You know, Mommy Dearest was bad, but at least we'll get a good movie next week, Eating Raul, 1982 film. So, that'd be sweet. Yeah, whatever. 
You know what's not sweet? What? Adam West is Batman. Um, his performance? Mm, his performance and the way his character is written and his his costume, uh, his immersion-breaking costume where he's fighting crime wearing uh, velour. How can, he be, how can you not be immersed in Batman? It's like, it's... Did people think organized crime, um, every member of it, they were just just fucked in the head? Why yeah. wouldn't someone just shoot Batman? The Riddler catches Robin first episode, pilot ep of Batman, and he's just like, hee hee hee, I'm gonna make a mold of your face and make my woman assistant wear your face as a mask and we'll do something. <laughs> Why didn't you just lift up his little stupid felt mask off his eyes? Oop, I know his identity. Um, and, and then in the episode, he's like, I'm going to sue Batman. I'm going to sue Batman because he falsely arrested me. And then uh, Adam West is like, oh, I'm going to have to reveal my true identity. No, you don't. It's like, I, I can't just be like, I'm going to sue this nameless person. And then that person's like, oh, I got to come forward. Ah. Yeah, especially because Batman can just go into his cave and then nobody will find him. Yeah. Ever. Uh, look, you gotta roll with the punches here, Lucas, okay? <laughs> it's a cartoon that they filmed with real actors, you know. Why don't they kill Batman in the <laughs> comics? Why? You know, because we need the next issue out next week. Okay? They need something to read... And they're walking down the street and they're on their tricycle and they're drinking a milkshake and, you know, they, they got a propeller hat on <laughs> and they got the dog running beside them, okay? Because that image is incomplete without an issue of one of America's best heroes in that kid's hand. So Batman needs to come out every week and... Wait, how many seasons was it? Three. Uh, well, it has to come out every week for three. Or years. no, no, uh, it wasn't three seasons. Sorry, I got my shows mixed up. It's uh, I think it was just one season, forty three episodes. That's not a lot of episodes. That's a shame. Uh, okay, no, no, I I got it right the first time. <laughs> Were you thinking that you were th confusing it with Star Trek seasons initially? <laughs> no. Uh, I was confusing it with Mobile Suit Gundam. Batman <laughs> is three seasons. Uh, first season here has 34 apps. Second season has... Uh, okay, there's that. And... Okay. There's a lot of episodes here. I'll say that. A lot of episodes? Okay, okay. At least, I think there's a hundred or so. But yeah, I was confusing with Mobile Suit Gundam, which I also started. It's it's cool. I love Grandpa Gundam, so every time I see the little sucker, it puts a smile on my face. I've never seen any Gundam, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting there, guys. You know, I've seen a couple of anime in my day, as in, like, the last few days. <laughs> but, you know, one day I'll, I'll be right there with you, uh, posting inappropriate things on twitter and uh you know not showering that much 
I love looking at Neon Genesis for Neon Genesis art, and I see little cute pictures of preteens. Oh, it's oh yeah, I love it. So Gets great. me going. Um, yeah, you know, you... God, <laughs> what's wrong with you people? <laughs> Grow up. Lastly, wow. last bit of post bags. Also started watching Twin Peaks. Watch our first episode. I was so happy because Jack Nance is in it, a racer head. Every time I see that dude's awkward posture, it just uh, brings a smile to my face. He, um, yeah, he was in the Blob, and then there's another character in the in the first episode who's in Fargo, and the show is like comparable, I guess, to to Fargo later seasons of Fargo because it is a, like supernatural murder mystery so first step was cool i'm excited to see what lynch has in store for me next is the first episode weird um there's like two slightly weird parts but i know that um especially season three gets extremely uh lynchian and supernatural Gets Kafka-esque, perhaps? I don't know who Kafka-esque is. Downright Lovecraftian. <laughs> it's It gets Orwellian. I won't lie, there's hints of 1984 in it. There is a there is a government and some sort of power structure. Like, there's police in the show, so that is, that is getting Orwellian. Yeah, honestly. Uh, everyone should really take a look at what things, you know, how things are going outside their home right now. <laughs> you know, and really think about how, you know, how far are we really from a two minutes hate? Okay, isn't that just isn't that basically just what TikTok is? Uh, I do hate it if that's what you mean. <laughs> I think it, honestly, <laughs> let's be honest here. Okay, if mm-hmm. we really want to blow up, we, we gotta start a cop TikTok. No, and you know it's just the way it is now. Look, I'll roll with the punches, guys. I'll, I'll dance to uh, "Kiss Me More," and I'll I'll shake my ass. Just please <laughs> get viewers in. I just want to make it to the big time, man. Lucas, you can you can run the account. I think you'll do a good job. You got vision. I can make videos like you know top ten hidden gem movies. Number one, The Godfather. I can do stuff like that. Yeah, like just boom, quick stuff like that. People are like, "Wow, I like movies. Let me ch- check this out." You know, we go top five actors of all time. We go number one. Um, you Brad know, Pitt. Brad Pitt. Okay, number two, <laughs> DiCaprio. Okay, number three. Um, who? Beyonce. She was great in Lion King. <laughs> The point is, okay, it's a different landscape now. They will soon put movies on TikTok. Mark my words. <laughs> you watch movies on there. It's the new medium. I would love to watch movies in portrait. <laughs> I, I think that's Christopher Nolan's next project. <laughs> It'd be so cool. Oh yeah, portrait with my iPhone speakers. That I'll be immersed for sure. Imagine you're just scrolling. Boom, Lynch. Boom, Nolan. Boom. Oh, they threw in a Kubrick film in there. Boom, and you just scroll, 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 scroll. 
You're going to get like a film school education in your lunch break. Speaking of lunch breaks, I have a bit of trivia for Heathers. Okay. This is my last bit of trivia. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Two of the cast members died at young ages in ways which were eerily prophesized by the script. Jeremy Applegate, whose character Peter prays he will never commit suicide, shot himself on March 23rd, 2000, at age 34. Kim Walker, whose character Heather Chandler asks, Do you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Died of a brain tumor on March 6, 2001. Is that it? Yeah. They predicted their deaths. Like this like a uh, Simpsons predicts, they did that. This movie's kinda creepy, man. <laughs> kinda it's, Orwellian. It's like kinda heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like Scoob. <laughs> Tripping out man. Did Christian Slater blow up? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me now, man. Just tell me now. He blew up. Did you hear about that Boston Marathon? Yeah. <laughs> that was God. him. Also, Mr. Mosby's in this. Oh, fuck. I've told... Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you remembered to say that. Because I was like, dude, this guy looks so goddamn familiar. Is that Mr. Mosby? Yeah, it's a 20-year-old Phil Lewis. And, yep. um... Um... Known as Mr. Mosby on the hit Disney Channel... TV series The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody as well as its spin-off The Sweet Life on Deck yeah it's him and he's like 20 years old in it there's a good episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody where they show a flashback of a young Mr. Mosby and he's got a huge afro and he's eating I think chicken fried chicken maybe Mm -hmm. and he says I can dig it you remember that? yeah yeah that was good that was pretty good. In late December 1991, <laughs> Lewis was arrested after he fatally struck Isabel Duarte, a resident of Bethesda, Maryland, in a car crash. He was charged with manslaughter and driving while intoxicated. His blood alcohol level at the time measured three times the legal limit. Who was it? Uh, that was Phil Lewis. Oh, really? Yeah. Poor guy. He didn't... He didn't die. He... Mm. Just went through a lot? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose he did. Also, uh, Christian Slater was dating Kim Walker, who was playing... uh, Who played Heather number one. And he dumped her during the filming of Heather so he could date Winona Ryder. (laughs) Kind of based. God. And then she died young? Jeez. Okay, this is this is way too heavy. We, like, the movie was, was bleak enough, man. Shit. Let's end it on a positive note. Okay. Um, hmm. You watching Loki? <laughs> yeah, I watched the first episode of Loki. It's very decent. It's it's um it's all set up, which is fine. It's, the episode's like an hour, though, so... It's pretty damn good. Honestly, it has the most promise. Here's the thing. Where are the shows that they have? Yeah, WandaVision started out decent, and then... Whatever. 
it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to be mm-hmm. broken up about it. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier. I didn't even watch that yet, but I'm sure it's <laughs> it's basically like Captain America 4, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, you know, Chris Evans isn't even there. Like, you're like, what's the point? Um, this one will actually be cool because the lead is likable and charismatic. Um, and they can do a lot of cool things with time travel. So if they, this is what I'm going to say. If they mess this up, I'm done watching the Marvel Disney plus series. I told myself after Endgame, I was done with Marvel because I was like, (laughs) why why am I keeping up with like, you know, half of Marvel is watching movies you don't like. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll be done. And then I watched these shows. I just completely forgot about that. This show's not good, and I'll watch it to completion. Uh, I'm out. I'm probably still out for the movies. Okay, no, I'll watch some of the movies. God, they got me by the throat. Uh, they're just... I, I can't commit hours, hours every month. Okay, maybe two hours once every six months. Okay, Marvel, you, you can have that. And you can have 10 bucks. And the price for the Spider-Man head popcorn bucket. That's it, though. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm done with Marvel. I'm done with Star Wars. I'll watch Book of Boba Fett. If that disappoints me, I'm not going to give any bones. I'm not going to throw any bones. And, uh, yeah, Marvel, I'll throw a bone for Doctor Strange. And if that's bad, then, yeah, I'm done. But, gun to your head, what do you think is the best Marvel movie um, in the MCU? Uh, Winter Soldier, yeah, it's yeah. the best one. Yeah, you know that one is just like a, yeah, like what's be- what challenge is that honestly? That's a one that I haven't seen. I think that's the only one I need to watch it. Um, but in my opinion, out of the ones that I've seen, um, Guardians or maybe Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, well, okay, you know what, Guardians. I'm not that big on Guardians. Maybe that's why I'm not that excited for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Um, you don't like Guardians? I like Gar- like uh, the first Guardians. Okay, okay. Do you want my bags ratings for them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, first Guardians three out of five bags. Okay. Second Guardians two out of five bags. Oh. Why is that? I do- the movie sucks. How so? Well, the jokes aren't good. Mm-hmm. Um. The plot is uh, pretty uninteresting. The characters really became caricatures of themselves in this movie uh, and really reduced to gags. Um, Kurt Russell really phones this in. He's not good enough. <laughs> Makes me not want to watch him anymore. Uh, what else is wrong with this movie? People said it got a nomination for Best Visual Effects, but it's like Marvel's most garish movie where they're just like effects, 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 effects. And it's a space movie, so I understand that. But it just by the end of the movie that is like the epitome and i didn't really understand this until i watched this movie where people are like i can't even get into this movie because what i'm seeing on screen is incomprehensible or just totally <laughs> unrelatable where it's just like what like he's using a super i, I don't know why i don't get this when i'm reading comics maybe because it's more convincing maybe this is just not a great skip script i don't know i think a lot of the problems that the first movie has are exasperated in this one i'll agree that they became that the characters became caricatures for sure especially um nebula 
she just because <laughs> she uh, god her whole arc in all of the movies just is so stupid Drax is like ah my nipples hurt ah that's in the <laughs> whole fucking movie like okay <laughs> just doing goofy shit like you know what the thing is is that the big problem with these movies for me is that I just don't find them that funny yeah I, and that's that'll do it that, that'll do it man fair yeah I'll have to watch uh, Winter Soldier because I've been sleeping on that for a, a long time I think maybe that one and the first door I haven't seen but the first door from what I've heard is just Sucks. so goddamn boring Sucks. <laughs> the only movie like the Avenger movies none of those are great movies no. none of them not one Oh, Ultron has an army of mini Ultrons. Let's fight the mini Ultrons. It's not that cool. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe those ones is just by necessity, of course, because this is a temple production. There's just too many cooks in the kitchen. There's no vision. I guess it's... Oh, it's <laughs> hey! Fa- it's Feige's vision. <laughs> like, okay, then maybe... Can his vision be cooler? <laughs> can it be a little different? Um, people also, I guess, would say Black Panther. I didn't like that. I like that movie. I think it's a good movie. That's about all I would say about it. I dislike that movie. I think that the fact that they're doing a sequel without Chadwick Boseman, I won't watch that. So scummy. Now, it's, to me, like, okay, like, obviously they're like, money, we're gonna do it. Yep. Yep. And then they'll go, oh man, Chad, this film's dedicated to Chadwick. Oh, that's gonna be so tasteful. Here's another Black Panther. Uh, <laughs> I just, who cares? Like, I mean, that was part of, that was a big thing. I like Chadwick Boseman as an actor. God, he was a great character actor. He was in, he played James Brown, he played Jackie Robinson, he played Thurgood Marshall, he played T'Challa. They took him too soon, man. Mm hmm. R.I.P. But yeah, it's Black Panthers, whatever. R.I.P. Well, we're ending on a positive note, like I planned. Yeah, uh, of how a young actor died of cancer. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Um, yeah, next week, eating Raul. Bye-bye. <laughs>anything you heard today make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on spotify apple Podcasts, and umfm.com and don't forget to follow our instagram page at cop podcast